And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody, good morning. How are we doing? Um, I'm coming at you a day late here. Um, I don't know what happened, but yesterday, uh, I do know what happened. Um, honest truth, I was lazy yesterday. I got sucked up into some other stuff and I knew that today it's going to have a little time. So I'm like, eh, you know what? Podcast, we'll do that on Tuesday. So here we are. Um, appreciate hanging in there with me. I'm Darren Starr, your host, um, coach, uh, owner at Five Star Physique, the home for all of your contest prep and lifestyle transformation coaching needs. So uh, what do we got going on here today? Well, we've got a discussion that's born out of a, uh, a voicemail that I got from somebody. So we'll play that for you momentarily here. And I'm just going to give you a quick little personal update to kick things off. Um, what we will be talking about, the, the big picture, uh, the big topic will be, um, you know, coaching yourself if you have to do it. And so clearly what I'm going to do is mail that segment in completely and tell you nothing so that you feel like you need a coach and then you will come to me. Uh, no, that's not really how I do things. Um, my, my theory is uh, throw information out there, feed your brain a little bit. Um, cause there are some people who absolutely can coach themselves and, um, those people are a, a rare subset. There are some people who will coach themselves more out of necessity. Um, and th those are people that are not necessarily, you know, they're not looking for a coach because, you know, budgetary reasons, they can't afford one, whatever it might be. Um, so they're not necessarily the people that I'm trying to, you know, speak to and say, Hey, hire a coach. You know, I mean, if it's not in your budget, it's not in your budget. So, um, for those, um, I think it's it's good to just give you a little bit of a leg up and let you know what uh, is involved in it, some of the challenges that you can expect along the way, some of the things that you will have to do that you might not be thinking about, and just kind of set the roadmap for you a little bit so that you have good expectations and then you can do a better job once you get underway, underway with it. So we'll have that discussion shortly here. Personal update for me. This is day one for me out of the gym. So it is Tuesday, December 18th. We are one week before Christmas. Holy shit. Christmas is a week from today. So I've already done a handful of client check-ins this morning. I didn't even address that with uh, with those people. Like, what do we do next week? Uh, are we checking in? So, uh, all right, I'm going to have some follow-up emails to send out. And the, <laughs> well, before that, I'm going to have to figure out, like, what are we doing next week? Because I have no idea. I have an idea of what uh, is going on in this house. Um, but uh, I don't know what I'm doing for work necessarily. So, huh, that'll be interesting. We'll figure that out. Um, so it's day one out of the gym for me. Um, day one out of how many? Well, a bunch. Um, so I had a conversation with, uh, with Coach uh, this weekend when I checked in. And I said, you know, here's how things are, are coming along. Here's where I'm, I feel I'm succeeding. Here's where I feel like I'm struggling and she said, uh, you know, I should just pull up her email and read her, read her words verbatim because just the way that it came, came across, it kind of made me think here a little bit. Um, so uh, the, the second sentence of her email says, okay, how many days have you actually taken off since your prep? You realize you haven't really stopped? <laughs> it's hard to make that switch from prep slash driven brain to let's get healthy and make gains during progression season. Um, and I totally agree with that. And I realize like, yeah, I've taken a couple days off here and there, but I haven't taken a break. 
I haven't taken a break since this time last year when uh, the time period between Christmas and New Year's, the wife and I went to Mexico for a few days and just hung. And that was that was four days. It was four days out of the gym. Um, you know, two two of those days were travel days. So I think uh, we might have spent three entire days there, like travel. It was either two or three days there, and then another day of waking up there and then travel back. I can't remember at this point, but um, it might have been two because we definitely did Christmas here at home, and we were back home for New Year's as well. And we had an issue coming back. There's always that that issue with winter vacations. I mean, it can have happen anytime, but especially winter vacations where you, you're, especially if you're flying somewhere where you can have delays and issues traveling back. So we got stuck in a snowstorm and our flight. So we flew back from Cancun, I think maybe directly into Charlotte. And then from Charlotte, we were coming into Knoxville. Uh, and our flight from Charlotte to Knoxville was delayed by so long. We said, we could drive to Knoxville faster than that from here. So we rented a car and we drove and then right outside of Asheville, we got stuck in a snowstorm. <laughs> Which, hindsight being 2020, yeah, that was pretty dumb. That was pretty dumb because clearly, you know, uh, you could have thought like, well, you know, if there's weather issues that are impacting a plane, they might impact the roads as well. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that was a disaster. Anyway, that was kind of a rude awakening coming back from a vacation, my point is. And uh, so suddenly the whole the whole point of a vacation being to kind of unwind and de-stress and then you have something like that happen. I did not take it well. Like I would like to tell you all that I was Captain Zen and I was totally cool with it. I was not. I was flipping my shit. I was pissed. Um, it was uh, it was not a pretty sight. So uh, it was kind of a bad way to come back from a vacation. But that was the last vacation I've taken. I mean, you know, I went to Oregon um, in October. That was not a vacation at all. I kept lifting the entire time. I haven't taken a vacation or days off in that long. So I'm taking a gym vacation this week. I'm not going anywhere, but that means I'm not going to the gym. <laughs> so I'm taking at least a week off completely. Um, and there, there were times in the past where I felt like, boy, you can try, but you're going to have to try really hard to convince me that I'm going to do that and be able to do it and have it be productive. Well, right now, uh, I know. Like, yeah, it, it, it's necessary. I've got to do that because I went in and my, my plan was, all right, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to take Monday and, and that's going to be my first day off. And you know, I, I kind of ate like a little bit of a jerk on Sunday. So, you know, we here, we hosted some friends here for a little holiday gathering. I didn't do too bad. I had a little bit of sweet stuff, but then I'm like, well, you know, Sunday is usually cheat meal night. So we'll do it. We'll do the cheat meal again on Sunday night, even though I had, you know, stuff that was off plan earlier in the day. Bad move, bad move, lots of rationalization happening there. So I'm like, well, I had the cheat meal on Sunday night, so I got to go lift on Monday, right? So I'll start my days off on Tuesday. So I went and I lifted on on yesterday, and uh, it was <laughs> it was bad, and that was all the evidence that I needed. Like I should have taken this day off. This was a waste of time. This is pathetic. <laughs> you you walk into the gym and you take you go into that first machine and you grab a forty five pound plate to load it up, and it feels like man, did I grab a hundred pound plate? What is this thing? Oh nope, 
It's a 25, actually. <laughs> Everything just feels so much heavier. Uh, it was one of those days where as soon as that happened, I probably should have just walked around, packed up my bag, and said, you know what? I'll just waste this pre-workout serving. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, yikes. Yeah, it was it was a little dicey. So um, I, I did about 40 minutes of just like a total body circuit, some supersets, just so I could go and say I did a little something since I was already there. And then I got the hell out of there and said, I'm taking at least a week off. So my plan now, today is day one. Next Tuesday, Christmas, will be day seven off, and the gym is closed on on Christmas. So I'm planning on taking a full seven days off, and then maybe we'll get back to it on Wednesday. I'm going to play it by ear and see how it goes. So um, what what uh, Coach recommended is, um, you know, take a little bit of time to just chill. You know, I mean, you understand that it, it's okay to uh it's okay to take some time off you know and i i had this conversation with a a client this morning who was forced to take two weeks off um for a a medical reason and she's like i feel like i've lost everything like it it doesn't happen that quickly so this is going to be my proof to all you um that you can take time off and it's a good thing it's a good thing um especially with the situation where I'm in right now, where things just don't feel right. I feel like I'm just overstressed, overworked. Um, And so I need to take that time out of the gym, but I'm also going to take that time to step away from some business stuff, Um, which does not mean, oh, I'm not doing client check-ins or anything like that. I mean, I'm still here. I'm recording the podcast. But um, what I'm not going to do is get overly um, try to be overly ambitious with all of the other stuff like content production, social media. I might do a little writing here and there because I find that stuff does relax me. Um, but overall, I'm going to focus on doing things that um, are, are more good for the soul <laughs> during a little bit of downtime this week. So scale back some of the work efforts a little bit. Spend some time out in the shop. Spend some time back at the keyboard. We're going to have music practice on Thursday, our first time in uh, almost two months, um, meeting together as a band. So that'll be good. Um, there are a lot of reasons why we haven't been been meeting, but we know that you know it's something that we all want to do, and it's something that I know I need to do um, just for me, if nothing else. So um, that's uh, that's the agenda. So seven days off. We will see how it goes. Um, the rest of this uh, podcast may be a little short because I tell you, I'm looking at my uh, my calendar here, my schedule for the day. The next thing after uh, I record this, because yeah, I mean, I still I still maintain a, a schedule and a calendar just so I know what I should be doing. It's it's just got a lot of empty space on it right now, which is kind of nice and welcoming to look at. Um, the next thing is uh, is eating, and my next meal is pancakes. So uh, if, if this next segment on being your own coach seems a little rushed, it's not because I'm trying to uh, you know give give away as little information as possible, but it's because I want some damn pancakes. So I'm gonna try and and keep my act together here, be slightly professional, and we'll see how it goes. I also may end up going and getting my car today. So um, if uh, that's the other thing that needs to happen as soon as I finish recording here is call the uh, dealership and see if they're ready for me to come down and, uh, and pick that up and swap in the old truck. So yesterday I made some, uh, I made my final run to uh, both Home Depot and Lowe's to pick up some sheet goods for some projects. Um, cause I can pick up like dimensional lumber, like, you know, I'll, I'll be needing a handful of two by twos, two by fours, maybe some two by sixes for upcoming projects. Those will fit in the new thing that I'm getting. Sheet goods will not. So I figured I would just take advantage and pick up a little bit of uh, plywood for projects that I, I know are in the works or that I will be starting soon. Um, and that'll keep me busy for a few months at least. So uh, I figured, well, I've got the truck, make the most of it. So um, 
what else? What else? What else? Not much else, I don't think. So let's uh, let's do this. Let's take our quick little break here, um, which will give me a chance to run to the restroom really quick. Remind you all what my Instagram handle is because I know you all care so much and uh, easily forget. So <laughs> we'll, we'll run that little promo here. I'll be right back. Follow Darren on Instagram at Darren underscore star to see client profiles, updated workout plans, and tips and tricks on training and nutrition. Okay, so yeah, thanks uh, thanks for putting up with me there. So let's jump right to it. Um, we've got a voicemail here, and this is the impetus for this whole segment here. So let's uh, let's get to it. Hey, Darren. It's Aaron McCovey. Um, so I don't think you've covered this on the podcast. Um, but I thought maybe for anyone who does this, you could probably give them tips on um, doing a prep without a coach. Um, just, you know, be the biggest thing that they need to focus on um, or not focus on. Um, I guess that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Great, great question. Um, and this is a good topic of discussion here. So, um Let's uh, let's start with an analogy. And, you know, one of the reasons also, I, I said I was a little bit lazy and that's why I didn't record this yesterday. The other thing is I was really looking for a good analogy um, to really kind of hammer home the difficulty involved in this and one of the primary challenges. And it occurred to me last night because eventually I, I knew I was just going to record this uh, today anyway. So I'm like, well, I'll think about it. And eventually I was thinking, 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 couldn't think of just the right analogy. And I thought, well, forget it. I'll just, you know, skip that part. But then it came to me. So um, the difference between having a coach and coaching yourself, when you have a coach, it's like following a GPS. You've got turn-by-turn directions. It tells you what to do. If you stray off course, it does a route recalculation. Sometimes it's going to drive you through some residential neighborhood. And you're like, why am I going through here? This doesn't seem right. But you get to the destination where you're supposed to go anyway. Usually, there are some GPS systems out there that have old maps and are really fucked up. And you said, I wanted to go to P.F. Chang's. Why am I sitting here in a McDonald's parking lot? That happens. But... Mm, you get what you pay for. So if you, if you pay for a quality GPS, um, you will likely get to your intended destination. Now, if you are coaching yourself, you are on a boat with star charts and a sextant and a book on how to use those things, but it's, it's out of it, it, the, the binding is gone from the book, so the pages are kind of out of order. So you kind of have to reassemble the book and they don't have page numbers either. So you've got to reassemble the book to figure out how to use this sextant to read the star charts, to look at the stars, to figure out where the hell you're going. That's the best way I can sum it up because the biggest challenge in prepping yourself is in underestimating how much you're going to have to learn during the process. Now, the cool thing about prepping yourself versus being a prep coach is You've only got to learn about yourself. You don't have to learn about everybody else. Screw them. They're on their own. They aren't hiring you. You're hiring yourself, and you're paying yourself nothing. 
so you, you can just worry about yourself. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, you know, this person's individual response is going to be different than this. You just, you can zero in on yourself and say, this is how I respond. This is what works for me. But then you have to challenge yourself and say, well, you know, I think this is what works for me, but would something else maybe work more effectively? Or I think this works, but am I really fooling myself? Do I really have a critical eye? Can I look at myself fairly and objectively and determine if things are happening in the right way? So there are a lot of challenges. So what I want to do is take that book on how to use the sextant and the star charts and let's put the pages in order here and let's put a binder clip on it so then at least you can you you know what order to read through things, you know what chapters are in there because otherwise if you don't even know what the chapters are, you don't even you don't have the vaguest idea of where to start with this process. So um, the, the first thing, and I've talked about this before, is just the importance in picking the right show. And this comes down largely to giving yourself enough time. If you're torn between option A and option B between two shows, pick the latter one. Give yourself more time. You will always, uh, I don't know about always, you will usually benefit from additional time. You can always compete too early. It's hard to compete too late. Now, that does not mean that, um, you know, if, you, if, you're if you're eyeing a show in July or one in September, that you should start prepping for the show in July, and if things don't turn out, just turn around and do the one in September. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm saying, you know, I, I think your prep should probably be, all things being equal, no longer than 16 to 18 weeks. Um, but you've got to know, you know, the first thing is just logistically assembling that calendar so you know when 16 or 18 weeks out is. You've got those dates marked on your calendar. You're keeping a day planner or a spreadsheet or something like that that allows you to track those variables and those details. I prefer a spreadsheet. You know, anybody that wants, shoot me an email and I will send you a copy of the tracker spreadsheet that I use that I have my clients um, uh, fill out. So it's nothing fancy. It's just a blank thing that has a whole bunch of dates in it and it's got a place for you to plug in your weigh-ins, um, you know, any uh, cardio that you're doing, what your lifting schedule is, your macros for the day, any other notes, that kind of stuff. So it's just a good way to keep in spreadsheet form a day-by-day -day journal of the, the quantitative stuff, the numbers that matter um, that you want to track over time. So um, you've got to make sure that you give yourself enough time. Pick the right show. So I won't rehash all of the elements of picking the right show because I've done entire segments on this in the past, but um, picking the right organization, picking a show based on geography, Picking a show based on the actual date and your conflicts and commitments, not just on that date, clearly. You don't want to uh, you know, plan a show on your wedding date. That would be a bad idea. <laughs> I think that may be getting things off on the wrong foot with you and the spouse. Um, unless you know he or she is a competitor as well and you want to get married on stage, in which case I would say you're absolutely fucking insane, but whatever, to each their own. Um, and then also just making sure that your schedule is free of... of commitments and conflicts leading up to that. I was uh, having a conversation with a uh, gentleman from the UK um, who is, you know, looking to um, looking for a coach for a show for this coming year. And so part of the process is uh, that I'm going through with him via email right now, just as a preliminary thing is like, well, what's a good time to compete? Because then he's going to figure out, you know, when he wants to actually start working with a coach. And he said, you know, uh, the, the, this time, this uh, frame of a month or two is really busy. So I was thinking, you know, competing after that would be a good idea. I'm like, no, you want to do it before then. 
before then because you don't want to be, you know, two, three, four, five weeks out from your show when all this stuff is going on. You know, you want as much smooth sailing as you can possibly have. So set yourself up for a good successful prep just by minimizing the potential conflicts and issues on your calendar leading up to that. It's got to be within driving distance, um, especially if it's a first show, don't fly to your first show. Just don't do it. Do something close to home. Be smart about it. You know, be reasonable. Um, Budget things. So we've talked about the expenses of competing, women, your suit, being one of the big factors there, show registration, um, you know, organization, membership cards, tanning appointments, um, food, supplementation, gym memberships, uh, uh, coaching expense, which was uh, you know, would not factor in here clearly because the whole point is doing this coachless. Um, so uh, all, all those concerns uh, need need to be addressed. Those are all like really easy, basic logistical things. Now let me tell you what most people. Um, when I start working with somebody, what intimidates them most about the process of competing and the thing that um, I think most people are uh, largely unsure of when it comes to trying to coach themselves is all the logistical stuff. Like, you know, what what show do I enter? But then, you know, how, how do I sign up for um, all that stuff is easy. That is so easy. So let, let's do this. Let's say um, just because it's it's on my mind and I was talking with somebody about this earlier. Let's say you live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So um, what we're going to do is, and, and I know the website, but I'm just going to do it from ground zero here. So I'm going to say North Carolina, if I can spell it right, bodybuilding shows. So I'm like, well, I don't know anything about where to, where, to, where to go, where to find shows or anything like that. So here's where I'm starting. I'm going to Google and I'm just typing in North Carolina bodybuilding shows. First thing that comes up is uh, ncnpc.com, North Carolina official NPC website. So that is one place where we can go. Um, and if you've listened to me before, then you know that you know there's basically two places you want to look. Um, so it's the NPC website for your state, and then also you want to find some listing for all the natural shows in your state. So um, there's this next one up here that says, what is this, NorthCarolinaBodybuilding.com. It says Carolina Bodybuilding Official Site. I don't actually know what that is, so let's pull it up and see what they say here. Um, trying to figure out who this is associated with or where this comes from. So this is associated with, uh, this is like a joint site for North Carolina and South Carolina NPC. Um, so again, um, local services. What is this? These are like local businesses, contest prep coaches, photographers, etc. So, um, what I'm uh, ads by categories. I gotcha. So yeah, this is an NPC affiliated show. So you're going to get duplicate efforts here um, that you would find on the North Carolina NPC website, but you'll also find South Carolina uh, NPC shows. So that's not necessarily what we want. And I'm looking here. Um, let's see, NPC News Online. There's a Facebook page for NCNPC. Um, there's South Carolina NPC. So one thing that's really missing here is um, naturalbodybuildingevents.com. They do not have anything. Oh, here they are. They're on page two. Naturalbodybuildingevents.com. It's a specific show. So the, the other place to look, so it's this, the uh, NPC website for your state and then naturalbodybuildingevents.com. Click on events by state. So there you can find you know information for all of the shows 
that will be in your state. And then you can search for surrounding states if you are, you know, in a region of the country where it's easy to drive. Like if you're in Charlotte, it's very easy to hop down to South Carolina and do something in the upstate there. Um, Charleston is a potential option as well. There are shows down there if you want to make a trip down to the low country. You can even maybe uh, make a trip up to Virginia if there's a show in the western part of the state. Maybe down to Georgia if you wanted to. It depends on how comfortable you are with the larger travel radius. But being in Charlotte, it's a big city. There are shows in town. It makes sense to stick with one of those. So you look here on the NCNPC website and you can see, okay, well, there's a Charlotte Cup. That's probably in Charlotte. Yep, that's April 27th. Okay, good. We go down, there's one in Wilmington, the Victory Classic. That's in Charlotte. That's in July. Greensboro, that's not too far. There's a Mid-Atlantic Classic show in October in Charlotte. Okay, and then there's the Elite Muscle Classic in Greensboro in November. So these are the show options. So you can kind of look at yourself and assess, and this is the difficult part, and this is the part that I can't help you with, which is looking at yourself and thinking, how far out am I? How long do I need? Because you have to be able to assess your level of development and your level of conditioning, both of those things. So you may have a ton of muscle, but also a ton of fat. Great. Okay, cool. You could probably start prep now. You may just need to be a little bit more aggressive with it. You may be holding a bunch of body fat and not have a whole lot of muscle, in which case I wouldn't necessarily be looking at a 2019 show at all right now. I'd be looking ahead to 2020 because you're going to need time to build. You're going to need time to recomp, drop some fat as well. So you've got to be realistic about that. Or if you're, if you're, lean, you're relatively lean, you don't have a lot of um, adipose tissue on your frame, you also don't have a lot of muscle on your frame. Um, this this is where it becomes trickier because you can compete, you know, you can get, you know, to a a level of conditioning that, that would probably be appropriate for stage, but with less muscle than you would probably need to really be competitive at the at a high level. So um you could take the time to grow. You could jump in and do a show you know, earlier than might be ideal. There isn't a right or wrong answer for that. But one thing I would encourage people to do is you know, these shows are always going to be there. There's no rush. So take the time. Go through the process. Don't make this a 12, 14, 16-week thing that you do. It, it's got to be a lifestyle. It doesn't. And so it's something that you've got to make more of a long-term commitment to. So um, don't rush into it. Give yourself the extra time. So let's say you're in a category where you have uh, you know, reasonable level of conditioning. You've got a pretty good level of, of development as well. You feel like, yeah, I could probably you know, jump into a prep right now and, and see, you know, see how things go. And just you know, take it through to the end, see what I look like up on stage, and then I'll know like, oh, man, I probably should have you know, waited a little bit longer and tried to build a little bit more before doing this show. You never know until you do it. So, yeah, it's a bit of a commitment to jump into doing like a 16-week pre-contest prep. But it's not the end of the world if you get up there and you're a little undersized. You know, you learn, you coached yourself, you learn from the process. So there you go. So how do we, you know, let's say, okay, let's take a couple months to grow and then we'll be able to jump into this, uh, jump into prep and then do this show. So I think, you know, this July show, the Victory Classic looks like a good option here. So, you know, that means, uh, you know, probably, you know, it's month seven. So just dial four months back. Month three, March is probably when I'll be starting my cut for that. So that gives me a few months to, uh, to focus on building. And of course you'll want to go in and figure out the exact weeks, plug those in on your calendar, um, so that you know exactly where you are in the countdown at all times. But you say, yeah, realistically, big picture. I think, you know, the Victory Classic looks like a good, uh, a good shot here. So, um, they, uh, have a link here website. So we'll click on website. And so this is where you're going to find everything that you need to know on the website for the show. 
Hopefully. Let's find it out. This is uh, kdpromotions.com. I think that's Kevin DeHaven. Um, he's the promoter of this show in North Carolina. And, okay, sponsors, yep, 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 show info. So he's got several shows. So he does the Palmetto Classic in May down in South Carolina, the Jay Cutler Classic. I think that's also in South Carolina in August. And then the Mid-Atlantic Classic, um, which is also in Charlotte, and uh, it's going to be, you know, October-ish, I think. Um, they don't have the date posted for that yet. So, um, great. So we're here. We're on the website, Victory Classic, show info. Awesome. Let's click on that, see what we see here. They, they, let's see if they're making this easy for us. Now, keep in mind, it's December. The show's in July. It's really early. So, you know, don't be surprised if a lot of these shows, they don't even have, you know, the dates posted or anything like that. This one says it's June 23rd, 2018. 2018. So they don't have the 2019 shows up here just yet. So um, there are options up here at the top that says download registration, online registration. So let's say download registration. It's a JPEG image. <laughs> Uh, and this is all, you know, 2018 late fee if it's, you know, submitted after June 10th, 2018. So clearly you're not going to want to print this out. You're not going to want to fill this out. This is actually not even a registration form. This is an uh, event flyer. So it talks about the divisions that are available, the schedule of events, ticket prices and all that stuff. This is not an entry form. So um, the online registration form, if we click on that, it should say it's closed, hopefully. And it doesn't, but it's just there's nothing there. So um, this is the place to bookmark. Um, so everything that you will need will be up here eventually. It'll be on the show's website. And then what you could also do is um, if you find maybe somewhere on this page, there may be a contact option. Um, which, you know, whenever you're trying to email a promoter, good luck. You know, I don't guarantee that anybody's going to get a response back. But, yeah, there's a contact us button right here that takes you to a form. And so it would be very easy to email Kevin here and just say, hey, um, I'm interested in doing the Victory Classic in 2019. Do you know when um, registration will be open online? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, at this point, it's really early. So, <laughs> uh Figure, you know, around January, February is probably when something like that will go up online. So there's no uh, no need to get worried about it. But basically, you'll have an, an entry form, which is going to ask for your name, address, particulars. It'll be what you send your entry fee in with, all that good stuff. You'll have to pick what classes you're doing, whether it's open, novice, masters. Um, and, and it's good to read up on those. If you go to the other um, resource that you really need to, um, you know, I, I bag on them all the time and it's, it's an imperfect resource, but NPC News Online has the rules there that will talk about specifically, you know, what is a, a novice? What, what are the qualifications um, for competing in a master's class? Um, the open is open to everybody. So you can always do that, but you don't have to do that. You could just compete. If it's your first show and you're 42 years old, you could compete as a novice and in the master's. You don't have to do the open, but you can. So you can cross over into multiples. You will find the, the entry form will list a crossover fee as well. So if you compete in more than one class, um, you'll have to you know say, I'm paying the entry fee, and then whatever the crossover fee is times one or two if you are doing two or three classes in total. So um, the, the entry fee pays for your first class that you're competing in, and then you would pay a crossover fee on top of that to compete in a second one, and then the crossover fee again if you wanted to compete in a third one. 
And then also on the website here, there's going to be contacts for who is doing um, the, who is providing the services for the show. Um, so spray tanning, I would strongly encourage you to shell out the cash and pay for a spray tan at the show. You can do it yourself. You can order the Jantana or the Pro Tan um, spray at home stuff. It is a monumental, messy, gross pain in the ass. Ugh, I cannot discourage people enough from doing that. It is awful. It's a terrible experience. And you will need a friend that's going to get all up in your ass crack and make sure that you're, you've got color up in there too. So um, think about early on, if you even have a friend that you're that close with, and if you think that they'll still be friends with you afterwards, if they help you with that, uh, pay, pay the money to, to get a spray tan at the show. Do it, please, 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 please. Um, uh, ladies, uh, hair and makeup, you know, those are things that are more realistic to do yourself, but still don't underestimate the difficulty in them and know that also you can go and watch tutorials online. Like a lot of women, they're like great with, with makeup. It, it's a skill. I get it. Um, it's a different thing entirely when you're trying to do it for the stage. It's, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> Uh, it's it's like doing stripper makeup, but like a level a level above that as far as like how big and overdone things need to be. Because you're a tiny little thing up on stage, you need to you know think about a presentation that's going to be visible to people 50, 100, 150, 200 feet away from you. So it's got to be big. Um, so there are tutorials online. YouTube is a great resource for that. Same thing with hair. Think big, poofy. Um, you know, if you go in there and it's just your normal hair, okay, great. There's nothing wrong with that, but. For all the other work that you're putting into it, um, a lot of women will go and get extensions. Um, they'll do a lot with styling it differently, and really, you can't go wrong with that. Um, you know, think 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 of of a bodybuilding show as, you know, it is it is that, but it is also part pageant, and so I think it's sexist and unfair. Um, but women, you are judged on an overall beauty standard as well. Um, so you, you, going the extra mile on hair and makeup, uh, is, will, will pay off. It really will. So, and again, I don't necessarily think that's fair because, uh, the same standard is not applied to guys. It, it's not, which is stupid, but there you go. Um, yeah, I could talk for a long time about that <laughs> in and of itself, but I'll spare you. I will spare you. I've, I've railed on about that before. Um, it just occurs to me that this is probably going to become a two-parter now that I think about it because we haven't even got into the technical aspects of, of how to prep yourself. So um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that probably on Friday, but we will get to that. So um, all the logistical aspects, this is the stuff that's easy because this is the stuff that doesn't necessarily need um, – it comes later. You've just got to know like what all do you actually have to put on your plate um, so that you know what you've got to eat basically. So um, spray tan, ladies, hair and makeup, suit. Um, guys, it's easy. You know, <laughs> it's really easy. You can order your suit off Amazon. If you're doing classic physique, just type in classic physique posing trunks. Great. There we go. It's my size. Ship it. Great. 25 bucks. I'm done. Yeah. Again, sexist unfair completely you don't have to you know bedazzle your suit with a bunch of rhinestones or anything like that um or if you're doing men's physique just go to your local Kohl's uh, grab some board shorts try a couple pairs on great pop down your 20 bucks you're out of there you're good to go you're done ladies yeah it's unfair um tune back to episode 56 um where I interviewed 
um, the two women from Ravish Sands about um, you know designing your suit, selecting materials, considerations for suit selection, all that stuff. Um, listen to that in in great detail. I mean, they, they, they talk about things in great detail there and they were really helpful. So that would be a good starting point if you're just not even sure like what kind of things you should be considering. Um, so early on, let's say we're picking this show in July. Um, we've got to uh, get a suit by then. Now is a great time to start the process of just reaching out to suit designers and just starting email conversations with them, trying to determine you know who's helpful, who do you want to work with, who do you want to send your business towards, that kind of stuff. Um, the actual order for your suit isn't going to happen until, you know, closer to the beginning of June, like about eight weeks out, six to eight weeks out is when you want to actually pull the trigger and order that suit, not before then. So, um, you've got all kinds of time. So a lot of women really get caught up on that. Um, but you've got so much time, um, especially if you, if you pick a show that's a ways out. So you have time to focus on growth and development first a little bit. So, uh, don't rush it. I mean, you, you rush the process in that, you know, start early, but just understand that you've got a lot of time shoes, um, order those now, unless you're doing women's physique, you don't need shoes for that. But if you're doing bikini or figure, or if you're awesome and you're doing fitness, you know, the, uh, the a comparisons routine there, you will need heels. Um, go to Amazon, order some five inch competition heels with no platform. Um, and just pay attention to comments and reviews on specific um, shoes, um, products that you're looking at there, and see what people say as far as, you know, these run small, these run large, and then order your size appropriately. I like Amazon because I'm biased, um, because I, I, I live through Amazon, basically, but also if you're a Prime member... You know, free returns, um, which is awesome, uh, especially if you're ordering something that you've got to wear and, and have a comfortable fit. Um, and you're not going to find competition heels locally, most likely. So um, a, a place with a generous return policy like Amazon, they've got everything that you need up there, all kinds of options, just um, no platform. And then look at the strap configuration. You're going to need something that's comfortable, but don't overthink that. So think about, you know, the your favorite pair of heels that you have right now. What's the strap configuration look like on that? And then find a competition heel with a matching strap configuration. You know, do you have one behind um, behind the ankle, just on top, both, etc. So, um, guys, you don't need to worry about shoes either. So yeah, once again, sexist. <laughs> Lots more expenses for women. So those are all things that you have to consider. Um, other things that can uh, be considered later, um, but it's never too early to think about them. Where is the show in relation to where you live? Is it in the same town? Are you going to be able to sleep in your bed the night before, or do you need to get a hotel? Um, some people say, well, you know, I just, I, I want to wake up at or across the street from the venue. So I'm going to get a room in the host hotel. I'm like, man, if I tell you what, if I'm competing in my hometown, uh, I'm not staying in the hotel. I, I want to be comfortable. I want to wake up in my own bed. Um, and uh, it's just be more comfortable, be in my routine rather than having to pack everything up and drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes across town. It's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it to be that close to the venue. In my opinion, you are more than welcome to have a different opinion on that. So just think about it. It's something worth considering. Um, it's also an added expense. And one thing that most people are not looking to do is make the show more expensive than it needs to be. Uh, and if you are going without a coach, we're looking to cut some corners. Um, on expenses. So doing your own hair and makeup, women doing your own spray tan. You know what? I mean, I'm at the stage right now where, yeah, I understand pension pennies and trying to coach yourself. But if I had to do the spray tan myself, I just wouldn't do a show. I mean, it, when I've done it before, it's been that lousy of an experience. And 
part of it is I hate getting shit on my hands. I, I, I hate it. It's one of the reasons why when it comes to woodworking, I'm all about building something. But when it comes to staining it, I would rather just give that give that process over to somebody else. Because no matter what gloves I wear, it always seeps through. The gloves rip, etc. And I get stained on my fingers. And then it's this nightmare scenario of hours and hours and hours uh, with, you know, all kinds of different soaps and scrubs trying to get it off my fingers. I hate it. So, yeah, I'm not interested in doing a spray tan myself. No, not at all. Um, so those are the logistical considerations. Let me see. Am I missing anything else there? Uh, I mean, for this show, this is an NPC show, so we will need an NPC card. You can actually purchase that at check-in, um, which seems kind of weird. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to the show and I'm not even an NPC member. Yeah, so you go in and you... you Go in to actually check in for the show. So you've submitted your registration. You paid your entry fee that's been submitted through the mail beforehand. You walk in and you go to the desk to check in. Say, I'm here to check in. Do you have an NPC card? No. They'll point you to a table on the other side of the room where you go over and you purchase your NPC card. They give you a temporary one, which is your receipt for what you just paid for. You bring that back to the desk where you were just at and like, here's my temporary NPC card. And then they'll say, okay, name. It seems to my ID. Great. Here you are. You're checked in. Go stand over here. Weigh in. Blah, blah, blah. You're done. So and then you'll get your official NPC card in the mail. You can also order it in advance, but you'll need to order it early enough so that the NPC can actually send it to you. And frankly, you know, if I'm being honest, I just don't trust that organization. Uh, I don't trust that they have their act together enough to actually send me the thing and not have it get lost in the mail. Um, and you know, there are a lot of people who want to wait until the last minute to do things like wait until the last day to register um, because they want to make sure that they're coming in with the right kind of conditioning. Like they're, they're not, they're, they're not uh, necessarily hedging their bets, but they just want to make sure, like they're putting in their work, um, but they want to make sure they're going to be happy and competitive with their result on stage before they commit to actually doing the show. And so if that's the case and you've got to buy an NPC card and you've got like two weeks before showtime, no, just wait, just buy it at check-in. You know, that, that's always an option. So um, that's something. And if you're competing in another organization like the OCB, NANBF, IFPA, WNBF, whatever it is, some natural organization, um, they will likely, not universally, but likely have a similar process where you'll need to be a member of their organization in order to compete with them. Um, some of them may even have an exclusivity thing, so just be mindful of that. Like You can only compete with this organization. That is rare, but it does exist. Um, and uh, some of them don't have any, uh, any kind of requirement like that at all. Like, you know, the, and you may pay a slightly more substantial entry fee um, to compete in the show, but you don't have to be a member of the organization to do it. They don't they don't charge dues, basically. So um, at least not as a separate line item. So um, all of those things will be clearly spelled out on the website for the show. And I would tell you, if they are not, don't compete in that show. You know, if, if they don't make it easy for you. Um, you know, clearly you can't expect them to necessarily hold your hand and tell you everything that you need to know. But if they make it difficult and they don't spell these things out and they're, they're like, you know, for in whatever way, um, it just goes to show, you know, if, if, if it's like that on a website, which you can design and have in place year round, well in advance of the show, what's it going to be like when you're actually at the show? You know, is it going to be any better? You know, I think, I think that's a good sign of how well organized uh, an outfit is. So, um, I think that is most of the logi logistical considerations. So let's, let's push pause on this for right now. 
And when we come back, let's uh, on Friday, we'll dig into some of the more technical aspects of how you might prep yourself. And um, yeah, this was this ended up being a little bit more more in depth than I thought. So Aaron, thanks again for an awesome question. I appreciate that. So um, we'll uh, we'll sign off here, and we'll be back on Friday and uh, pick up the rest of this conversation then. And of course, if you have other questions in the meantime. Uh, call in 865-518-2974. Leave me a voice note. We'll probably have time to do a little bit of a Q&A beforehand. Um, so that would be great if we can get a couple questions in. Uh, and then we'll pick up this conversation from right here. So in the meantime, peace out. I'm going to be uh, holding myself accountable on social media. So I'm not going to be doing a whole lot there this week. But uh, you will see me on there basically showing you all the stuff that I'm uh, doing when I'm not in the gym. So it'll be kind of like a little uh, running diary of, of my personal life and uh, how I'm occupying my time outside of the gym. So stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it as always. And I hope everybody has a great day and I'll catch up with you all on Friday. Friday.